plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, happy Kwanzaa. Hello, power partners, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. This is our final show of 2023. Wow, how quickly the year has gone by. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and we are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. I am your host and producer, Cynthia Bryan. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. If you're feeling like you need a donation for the end of the year, you know, to get a tax deduction, or you're just feeling generous, Please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org and find out all the things that have been done throughout the years to help women, families, and youth. The uh, website again, BeTheStarYouAre.org. This is um, just some country wisdom. Being a country girl, I think it's kind of a fun one. Never wrestle with a pig. You both get dirty and the pig likes it. <laughs> and let me tell you, I have two pigs, and um, it's very true. So <laughs> the pigs, the pigs actually just relish rolling in the mud. So don't wrestle with a pig. Well, and what about Kwanzaa? How many people know what it actually means? I mean, it's really a lovely holiday. It's an annual holiday that is affirming African family and social values, and it is celebrated primarily in the United States from December 26th to January 1st. Uh, both the name and the celebration were devised in 1966 by Malana Karenga, who was a professor of Africana Studies at California State University in Long Beach. And she was um, a very important figure in Afrocentrism. Now, Karenga borrowed the word Kwanzaa, which means first from the Swahili phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, but then she added the seventh letter, an extra A at the end, to make the word long enough to accommodate one letter for each of the seven children present at that early celebration. Um, just so you know, the name Kwanzaa itself is not a Swahili word, that's Kwanzaa with the two A's. But the concept of Kwanzaa draws on Southern African first fruit celebration. And it was actually Bill Clinton who made it a, uh, a national holiday. He was the first president to you know, confirm it. And although it's primarily an African-American holiday, it has also come to be celebrated outside the United States, particularly in the Caribbean and other countries where there are large numbers of descendants of Africans. Uh, it was conceived as a non-political, non-religious holiday, and it is not considered to be a substitute for Christmas. 
So what is the meaning or what, you know, did they mean when they designed Kwanzaa? And I got this information from the Encyclopedia Britannica, which I think would be pretty, pretty accurate. Um, and you can learn more about the origins and traditions by looking it up yourself. But each of the days of the celebration is dedicated to one of the seven principles of Kwanzaa. And those seven principles are unity. And I really don't know how to say these words in Swahili. I'll try. Umoya, uh, self-determination, kuyachagulia. You know, I think I might give up on this because I don't want to say it incorrectly. Collective responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose. I think that is just Nia and creativity, which is Kumba and faith, which is Imani. They also are, uh, there's seven symbols of the holiday that are fruits, vegetables, and nuts. And then a straw mat, a candle holder, ears of corn, maize, gifts, a communal cup that signifies unity, and then the seven candles in the African colors of red, green, and black. And that symbolizes the seven principles. And on each day, the family comes together to light one of the candles in the kinara, which is a candle holder, and then to discuss the principle of the day. And then on December 31st, families join in a community feast that's called Karumo. And some participants wear traditional African clothing during the celebration. I just think it's a beautiful celebration and it is worth um, learning about and looking up. And if you have friends that celebrate it and you're invited to celebrate along with them, it would be um, just a wonderful opportunity to experience this African-centric, um, just a wonderful end of the year and a tradition and an honor. It is a very symbolic uh, holiday. And so I think that everyone would really benefit from being part of it. So um, again, you can look up Kwanzaa, K-W-A-N-Z-A-A, and celebrate the cultural harvest with others. Well, you know, again, I want to, we're going to look back and we're going to look forward in today's show. So first thing I want to find out is where are you traveling at all this year? Maybe you're traveling for New Year's. Maybe you are traveling for Kwanzaa. Maybe you've traveled for Christmas and maybe you're already there. How was it? Because experts were predicting that this holiday season would be the busiest in traveling in the last five years. And what uh, could you expect for 2024? Well, what people believe, and these are again travel experts, they believe that travel is going to remain a priority despite the rising costs of tickets, hotels, all of those things. Consumers say they are cutting back on other expenses because they want to keep seeing the world. There's going to be more of a focus on rest and relaxation. And don't we all need more of that? And there's an expectation that our devices, which um, you know include our, our phones and our iPads and our laptops, are going to make trips even easier. 
Um, if you want to make that happen, you have to make sure not to lose your phone, right? And you should know what to do if you do lose your phone. Now, more airports are accepting mobile identification cards, but as, as of now, you still need to bring your driver's license or other identification as a backup. And just as a reminder, if you're traveling internationally, most countries will not honor a U.S. passport if it is a less than six months from expiration. So if you are have a passport that's expiring in June, for example, um, you better get it renewed ASAP because most likely you won't be able to go out of the country or you won't be able to come back because almost every country requires that there's six months left on your passport. Now, with that being said, I just had to renew my passport. And because of the uptick in people who are traveling, the um, U.S. Passport Agency is recommending that you apply at least eight weeks in advance. And uh, they are saying that it can take eight weeks once they receive your application to, um, to process it and to get it back to you. So that's two months. That's two months. That's, that's kind of scary. So, you know, make sure to check your passports this is the good time of the year. I just like at the end of the year, always checking all the things that I need to do, you know, whether it be tax related or travel related or ID related to make sure that you're on track. So that's a very, that is a really important thing to do. And a couple of tips um, that might be helpful to you. When you are going to apply for your passport, you can do it at your local post office if you've never had a passport before. Um, if you've had a passport, you can either download an application um, and print it out because you're going to have to send in your old passport, or you can ask for an application, which I think is the easiest thing, at your local post office. Now, the tricky thing is, besides the $140 for a renewal that you have to send in, uh, the passport agency requires that you have a brand new photo less than six months old. What they don't tell you on the application is that you cannot smile in the photo. As everybody knows, I'm always smiling or laughing, and it's very hard for me to do a serious picture. So uh, the, my first time I sent in my application, I submitted a photo of me in the right dimensions, two inches by two inches, that I was smiling. And, you know, it took several weeks. They got back to me and they they rejected it and said that I needed a new photo. So keep that in mind that if you need that passport soon, um, they could reject your application. So you really want to get on it if you want to travel. If your passport is coming due in 2024, you should probably just start renewing it right now. Um, a, a, you can get a passport photo taken at your local post office. You can also, if you're a member of AAA, you can get a passport photo, they give you two, at your local AAA office, and it's only $9. And they do a really good job, and they actually cut it for you 
so that it's exactly right and you can just uh, put it into your application. But be very careful with the applications because they can be sent back and answer all the questions honestly. So again, I'm hoping that more airports or everybody will be accepting mobile identification cards because I hate carrying around a passport or even driver's license or any of that, especially with all the um, the fraud that is out there and identity theft. Now, what people in traveling, I think why more people are traveling, again, according to the experts, is that people are valuing experiences over purchasing material items. And I know that is me for sure. I am uh, giving family experiences as opposed to stuff because I think we all have too much stuff. Now, if you like having a playlist when you travel, you should download your music, your podcast, your videos, whatever it is that you like. Um, and get those all on your devices before you travel, because you may not have the internet connection, you know, once you get to the airport or once you get to the plane. Or another thing is, is even though there is a, at many airports a free internet, you just wanna be careful. Um, and we're gonna talk about some of the new fraud that are happening towards the end of the year here. So, um, this year, people really do want to see the world and they want to see it in a big way. And fortunately, travel has rebounded and actually surpassed the pre-COVID numbers with uh, record numbers of globe travels and uh, grow, uh, globe trotters. And current travel trends are expected to continue and include some of these interesting trends. Um, it, the trends are going to be about new places that you might want to go. And some of those new places uh, are places I've already been, but I, I really think that I really would think that it's a good idea for, for people to uh, visit. The number one on the list is Cuba. Now, U.S. citizens, they, you still have to jump through hoops to get to visit um, Cuba. But as visitors from around the world know, the island offers really some amazing opportunities for a cultural exchange. And I went to Cuba two years ago, and it was for a cultural exchange. And it was that was really, really, uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, trip. And the people are lovely. And it was very inexpensive to go. Another place is Vietnam, and especially the... Um, the central Vietnamese coast town of Hoi An. It is a well-preserved example of the important Southeast Asian trading port that was from the 15th to the 19th centuries. Now, I have not been to Mauritius, which is in Africa. It's one of the wealthiest destinations. It's a tropical paradise. And Port Louis, the modern uh, capital, it's only 38 miles by 28 mile island, the whole island, but it's a bustling port with a revitalized waterfront and a busy market. And that's number three on the list. Number four is Sim Reap in Cambodia. That is an unbelievable experience because the temples that are in the jungle, just you have to visit them to understand the cultures and the civilizations that were so um, advanced so many years ago. The next one is Thailand. 
uh, Thailand just, you know, is an ancient wonder. And there are ornate Buddhist temples. And Thailand is a, another just a beautiful Asian country. In the Caribbean, it's Grand Cayman. Now, I've been to Grand Cayman a few times and uh, for scuba diving. And what I love the most is, and maybe you will too, uh, is um, a place out. It's a sandbar, actually. Kind of, it seems like it's in the middle of the ocean, but it's a sandbar. It's called Stingray City. And it's where stingrays swim alongside you in tranquil waters, and they'll eat right out of your hand. And they're like vacuums. Now, um, the the story is is that the females have are they're all females that are there. And when the females give birth and they their male babies get big enough, they're kicked out of um, Stingray City. And from what I know, I don't think anybody's ever been stung. And then the last place that is on like the the new favorite to do list would be um, Morocco. And uh, Fez is the oldest university in the world. It's not Oxford or Sorbonne, but it's the University of Al Karon, and it's you'll find it in Fez Al Bali. It's a walled city. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it will transport you back to medieval times. And the other thing for uh, traveling, they're, they're talking about diversity of offerings, and it's different kinds of tourism. Like one is called astrotourism, which would be to all about astronomy, where people are literally following you know, different things, you know, astronomical phenomena. So, and that is a real, a really a big travel thing this year. Uh, another one is eco diving because there's a rise in divers choosing their travel destinations based on sustainability of the scuba centers. And so um, this is something that a lot of scuba divers are looking to do is to do this eco diving. Another travel uh, trend is going to be home swapping. And that is if you're looking to stay away, let's just say for a few months or maybe even longer, um, or maybe because you have a remote job and you want to work abroad, and, you know, it might sound more appealing. You might swap your house or apartment with somebody in another country. And there are, there are websites that are going to help you do all this. Also, another food destination are train stations. Evidently, train stations around the world have really upped their ante when it comes to foods, and they're now welcoming travelers with shops and restaurants and bars for them to explore. So these renovated uh, train stations are going to be a fun, fun kind of experience. And then the last one I'll talk about today is sports tourism. Now, I think that one's been, you know, that's been part of the atmosphere for years, but it's really evolving with a new generation of sports fans emerging thanks to all the, you know, TV documentaries, et cetera. So people are going to travel more for sports, not just the Olympics and the Paralympics, but they'll be traveling, you know, to um, different games around the world. And uh, just because they want to, you know, maybe even like the Tour de France, the, the 
international bike riding. And so those are just some of the things that are going to be on, on um, you could be looking for them in travel for this next year. So you just remember that you want to preserve your special memories because it's no secret that most of us these days are using our smartphones to take our pictures. And just to make sure that you transfer those to your computer or to a backup disk or to the cloud, just in case you would lose that, um, that, that phone. You don't want to have it lost or stolen. And that's very important to download and to back up. And then when you get home, you should organize them either into folders or books. And you could save your best photos. I like to, I always have a folders on my computer form. And then I actually make a, a travel book from Shutterfly every time I travel. Well, that's just a little bit of what we can look forward to in travel in 2024. We're going to talk about the current frauds and scams that are hitting again. And you really have to be careful right now towards the end of the year. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back shortly. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. Well, we're back on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Well, you have probably read all about this, but um, rebound scams are targeting, um, they're, they're now the new crime subjects. But I found it so fascinating that there was a star on the Bravo reality TV show. Her name was Jen Shaw, and she was part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. But what people didn't know is she also had this side hustle ripping off thousands of people, most of them elderly, reportedly for up to $100,000 each in a telemarketing scam. And then what she did, which was even worse, then she would make extra cash selling the lists of her victims that she had scammed. Now, she was sentenced to only six and a half years in prison. To me, she should just, you know, they should just lock her up and throw away the key. And um, she was ordered to pay $6.6 million in restitution. But neither of the crime tactics that Shaw used is unusual. They're called a rebound scam. And what that is, that it specifically targets people who were recently cheated. And usually these people are older, they have lower income, and they're not always aware that they've been ripped off the first time. And of course, that's where the danger lies. Because the scammer's top tools are what are called lead lists. Um, it's a lead list, just like any lead list that you would get, you know, for any business. But these are lists of victims that are carefully updated, reused, and sold. And then what happens is crime syndicates use customer relationship management systems just like a legitimate business does. And like any business, they keep track of who they scam, how much they scam, and then they add that person to a list and then they sell it to somebody else and then somebody else scams that person. Um, it's, it's just kind of beyond belief, but a lead list could be a huge database or it could be you know a small database, but typically they contain victims' phone numbers, addresses, bank accounts, personal facts that a scammer could use to build a relationship, like something, for example, they could say that um, that, that Mrs. Smith uh, lives with three cats on, uh, I don't know, $20,000 a year in a two-bedroom apartment. So they can use that information so that if they call you, that they can um, actually use that information to act as if they really know you. And these lists are incredibly valuable. In fact, there are scammers who have uh, killed other scammers just to have their lists. So that's really, that's pretty scary. The lead lists that have been analyzed, um, that, that one special investigator, a research, an elder fraud researcher was analyzing, had the names and addresses of 1.3 million U.S. residents 
who together lost $347 million to mail scams. And the research that this um, this re this expert um, fraud researcher did discovered that 62% of those on the list were scammed more than once, and some of them were scammed more than 20 times. The average number of being scammed um, there was was 59 for those folks the average number of times scammed was 59 and most of the money they lost to the scammers was in small increments like $20 $30 $40 but if you scam somebody 50 times you know that could be $1600 now odds of being hit in a rebound scam were highest for anyone who is um, a senior citizen they uh, target, these rebound uh, scam targets had a slightly lower income and reported higher losses than those scammed just once. And that's from a new study of 664 fraud reports from the National Crime Victimization Survey. It could be that these individuals feel more financial strain from the first victimization and are more likely to attempt to recoup the money through risky avenues. And that's where a lot of people get in trouble, that they try to recover their money from the scammers and then they just get scammed again. So what? Um, once you're on a lead list, you can't really do anything to get your name taken off, but you could do the following things, but you're not gonna be able to get your name taken off. So just know that you're gonna have to be very astute and very aware. The first thing that you really should do is tell your family, your loved ones that you have been scammed or that somebody has uh, taken your identity or whatever it is. Um, and of course, report it to the police. Unfortunately, a lot of people are so embarrassed that they got scammed that they tend to get scammed again. And some people, and this is a really interesting thing. Some people could be scammed on a Monday and then they get a new call the next day with, from somebody promising to get their money back for a fee. And <laughs> that that's another scam. And unfortunately, people will say, oh, that sounds so good. Okay, only $20. Well, let's do it. But then they end up getting scammed for more. So a powerful way to protect yourself is to talk to your family and let them know that you have been cheated. And then a lot of people, you know, and especially younger people who are tech savvy are going to say to you, do not answer the phone. Do not pick up that, um, do not answer the text. Don't click on that uh, link. You know, whatever it is, they're gonna give you the, you know, the down and ugly, but that could really save you. So you want to take steps to protect yourself. You don't want to respond to phone calls or text messages from any unknown numbers. If you get a call or a text out of the blue trying to sell you something, just ignore it and delete it. Or like today, I think I got three different emails. One saying that, you know, my Netflix account was uh, is going to be canceled. Another one saying that my bank was going to close my deposit. And the crazy thing is, is I'm getting these from 
I don't, they're just from scammers. But if you don't even have an account, that's when you, you know, you tend to want to report, you know, wrong person, especially if it's a text, you want to report, oh, you have the wrong person, or you want to say, you know, I don't have that account or something. But the minute that you respond, they know that you, they have a live number, they have a live person, and they have somebody who can respond. And then they're going to turn on the charm and they're going to find some way to scam you. So just if you are inundated with calls and texts, which I think everybody is, don't uh, try to unsubscribe. Again, unsubscribing actually tells people that you're live. Instead, just block the calls. Um, Oh, if, if your phone just rings nonstop, it might be time to change your number. I know that's a last resort and nobody wants to do that because it's hard to remember the numbers that we have, but that might be something that you might have to do. Or just do not answer your phone at all because especially, um, especially with cell phones, if it goes, if it's important, people will leave a message on voicemail. Then you can listen to the voicemail, and if it's scammy, you can click block this call or block this caller, or the same thing with report a scam, uh, a, a spam um, on a text, and you should definitely do one of those two things. If they don't leave a message, I'll tell you what I do, and I'm sure that some people can't reach me because they've been blocked. So if people call and they don't leave a message, and I don't recognize who they are, um, I just automatically block their number and they can't call me ever again. Uh, so you have to take scam prevention seriously. Some repeat victims may not have even realized that they were scammed the first time. So you have to know the signs. First, don't respond to any unsolicited email offers, no matter what they are. And those I get every single day. And especially the International Association of Better Business Bureaus really, really urges that not to respond to unsolicited email offers. You know, some will offer discounts. Some want to post on your website. There's all kinds of things. Just don't respond. Just block. Do not give out your credit card your bank account, or your social security number out over the phone. Legitimate businesses and government offices will never ask for such info by phone. And say no to anyone who wants to do any transaction with a gift card, with cryptocurrency, or by sending money through a financial transfer app uh, to someone you don't know. So you don't want to Venmo somebody you don't know, no crypto, and no gift cards. You're not going to, people really don't do business that way. And if you are having an issue with your bank or with your Netflix or, you know, with, with any account, it doesn't matter. It could be a medical thing. It could be your utility company. Call them directly and be very, very careful of looking up phone numbers um, on a search engine like Google or Good Search because a lot of scammers, do, they mirror a legitimate business and then they'll put up a fake number. 
So it's so much better to get out the bill, your invoices, and call the number that's on your invoice. Or if you do, you know, your online um, banking and all of that, look at past receipts. I it's not a good idea to Google it. And then the most, um, the other one that is a really, really big fraud is you have to be alert to those recovery scams. If someone calls you promising that they can track down and recover money that you lost in a scam, just hang up. Because those calls are coming from the people that are impersonating consumer advocates. Sometimes they're impersonating law enforcement. And typically they will ask for some kind of payment up front and then they disappear. And very often the same person who scammed you will be the same person who's going to call you and offer to get your, um, your money back. And of course, you just have to know that all they're doing is scamming you for a second time. <laughs> so you have to be very, very careful. Well, I hope that will be helpful because at the end of the year, it seems that scams are up more than ever, ever before. And so you just really, really, really want to um, hang up, don't respond, don't click, block, and be very careful. I find that very often um, when I get an email, I really need to go to my computer to see who it's from because sometimes on my phone, it might have two or three emails uh, together. So use the, your device that is going to give you the most information to keep you the safest. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're going to have a business bite, and then we're going to do something really fun when we come back. Have you ever eaten caviar? We're going to talk about it. Don't go away. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. When the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, was just a boy, he spent more than 15 hours per day studying, plus three hours more practicing the violin. And as an adult, he was considered one of the leading thinkers of his day. He was an expert in a number of fields, including politics, science, art, architecture, literature, gardening, and history. Now, if we would read just one book per week, that would amount to four per month or approximately 50 books per year or 500 books in 10 years. Knowledge is the key that opens the doors to understanding the world we live in. And by keeping our minds exercised by reading and studying, we keep our minds mentally fit and we will be better equipped to approach even the most daunting tasks with total optimism. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the 
The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Have you ever eaten caviar? I know you've probably read books or seen movies where the highfalutin are either drinking, you know, some chilled vodka or beautiful champagne, and then they're having caviar with uh, blinis and creme fraiche. Well, I have experienced uh, caviar. I've never had the um, the expensive, you know, black and Caspian Sea caviar. But uh, when I was working on uh, cruise ships for several years, there would usually be, you know, a night or two where they would serve something that had caviar. And I really, really loved it. I thought it was just so delicious. Now, throughout the ages, caviar has really been associated with luxury and opulence. And it's something that people tend to try um, during New Year's. I mean, even if it is just a little spoonful, a little taste, but it is it is a very decadent treat. Of course, unless you are living in Russia and you're part of, you know, that that elite. But caviar is not an everyday food. It definitely is a special occasion treat. And it is worth the splurge and can be enjoyed at home without all that pump or fussiness. Now, if you don't know what caviar is, caviar is sturgeon's salt cured egg roe. And historically, it is from the Black and Caspian Seas. And today, the most widely available types, beluga, ocetra, Sabruga, they come from farm-raised sturgeon. Now, beluga is supposed to be like the most expensive. And they're very tender eggs, and they range in color from black to steel gray, or they could be amber or golden. They are salt-cured, and they are hard, um, hand-packed into tins. Now, they are very expensive. And I found out firsthand why they're expensive several years ago when my son actually was out in the San Francisco Bay and caught a big sturgeon, brought it back. When he cleaned it, it was filled with roe. And it was, uh, I thought, well, I'm going to make caviar. It was a humongous task to clean those eggs properly properly. 
and then to cure them, to salt cure them. I will say when it was done, it was most delicious. However, it was hours and hours and a very messy job. So I can understand why it is so expensive. Now, caviar is sold in sizes that range from one ounce to more than two pounds. I can't even imagine buying two pounds. But a good rule of thumb, if you're thinking about serving caviar, is to plan for one ounce per person. So if you ha are having a New Year's party and you have 25 to 30 guests, then you would definitely want to get the two pounds or maybe even more. Now, calorie-wise, caviar has about 74 calories per ounce, and it has six grams of fat and seven grams of protein. One thing that's really important to know is how highly perishable it is. It has to be stored in the coldest part of the refrigerator, and once open, it must be eaten within 24 hours. So when you serve it, you can place the tin or the jar, depending on what you purchased, in a bowl of crushed ice because you wanna keep it really, really cold. And then when eating caviar, it's you just keep it really simple. Now, me, I could just have a spoon and just eat it like that. Um, that to me is just delicious. Or you could put a little dabble of creme fraiche on it and that would be really great. But normally what you do is you spoon out the tender eggs with either a mother of pearl, a bone, or a wooden spoon. You don't want to use a stainless steel because the stainless steel can add a yucky metallic flavor. And then you, when you uh, eat it, you roll that briny, nutty flavored egg between your tongue and the roof of your mouth to soften it slightly. Then break them against the roof of your mouth for the full flavor experience. And if you want to up your serving game, you want to use blinis or low salt potato chips as a base and then top the caviar with just a touch of creme fraiche or sour cream. And then other ways that people often serve it is um, with hard boiled eggs, or maybe even a soft scrambled egg, or some th very thinly sliced salmon. It could be smoked or cured, or I've never tried it like this, and this sounds like it would be terrible, but it is said that caviar goes well with chocolate. Well, maybe people say that because everybody thinks that everything goes well with chocolate. I'm not so sure about that, but um, I don't think I want to have a caviar with chocolate. Now, when it comes to the drinks, chilled vodka is the normal thing, especially in Russia or in Slavic um, countries, or you do a brute style champagne or it could be a sparkling wine. And those are just classic caviar pairings. But you could also, if you just have some dry white wine, like a Chablis, um, uh, you know, an Albarino, that would work. Or even beer, like a German-style Pierstner beer, that could work well. So I want to give you a, a quick recipe for a caviar with blini and creme fraiche. Um, you want to prepare the creme fraiche first. So you're going to need one cup of heavy cream and two tablespoons of cultured buttermilk. And you mix the cream and the buttermilk, and then you seal it in an airtight container. And you need to let it rest for like eight hours. And then 
you can refrigerate it for up to two days or until it's really thick and creamy. Then to make the blinis, you mix these ingredients, a cup of all-purpose flour, a half teaspoon of baking powder, a pinch of sea salt, and you just mix um, those together in a bowl. And then you there we have some other wet ingredients and they need to be in another bowl. And in a different bowl, you have three quarter cup heavy cream, uh, three to four tablespoons of water, a large egg and a tablespoon of softened butter. And you mix that up. And then you mix the wet ingredients into the dry ingredients. Preheat a non-stick skillet over medium heat. Spoon some small circles of the blini batter into the pan. And once the bubbles appear in the batter, you flip each one. The blinis are kind of like a little hot cake, a little pancake. And then you just continue until all the batter is cooked. And once the blinis have cooled, you do need to cool them. You spoon a dollop of the creme fraiche on top of each. You top it with caviar and then garnish it with dill or chives or some of that shaved egg. And yummy, 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 you will have caviar in your tummy for, <laughs> for New Year's. And I think that is just such a lovely New Year's treat. You can get you can get um, different caviars in specialty stores and get a small tin for not too much, but I think it would be worth trying. And then before we go, this has been such a tumultuous year with the horrible uh, aggression, the war that Russia is wreaking against Ukraine, and then the Israeli Hamas attacks, um, the Hamas attacking Israel and now Israel in Gaza. It is just really, really terrible. So if you are feeling numb or overwhelmed or excessively agitated after seeing some of the news and all the suffering, you know, it's time to take a break because there is a name for it. It's called compassion fatigue. And for uh, decades, researchers have studied compassion fatigue among healthcare workers, therapists, social workers, um, doctors, and other people who are frequently exposed to people's trauma, especially trauma at work. And over time, practitioners can develop this emotional exhaustion or even PTSD-like symptoms, including difficulty sleeping, anxiety, feeling triggered by troubled stories or memories, all as a result of immersing themselves in the problems of others. And while compassion fatigue hasn't been widely studied among the general population, experts agree that it can affect everyone. And even those who are witnessing trauma just on your televisions or on the news. So that means just about everyone is at risk these days. So protect yourself this year from this compassion fatigue, um, recommending taking purposeful breaks from the news to focus on personal wellness. Uh, spend time outdoors in the garden, spend time with your loved ones, find ways to give back to your community, volunteer, make a difference. Remember that humanity is basically good. So we have to keep ourselves filled with compassion and keep replenishing ourselves so that we don't run out of gas. And with that, I want to wish you a very happy, happy new year. 
And thank you so much for being here with me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Every week, uh, Wednesdays, uh, here live on the Voice America Network or wherever it is that you listen to your radio, podcasts, etc. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, because we do believe reading, leading is succeeding. So please visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, B-R-I-A-N.com. The money does go to charity, so you will be donating to Be The Star You Are. If you want to make a donation directly, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That is, uh, for the end of the year, you will get a tax receipt. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. But we will be here next year, and which is just next week. So we will celebrate once again right here on the Star Style Playground. And until then, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful end of 2023 and a beautiful beginning of 2024. Happy, happy new year. Make it a great one. Be healthy, happy, and wise. Thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.